Hi everyone and welcome back to Mind, Body and Soul. I'm Tawonga, your hostess, and I'm back after like two weeks. And today we're talking about Ruth. And we're going to start with Ruth chapter 1. If you want to find the story of Ruth, you're going to have to go to the book of Ruth, which comes after the book of Judges, but right before the book of 1 Samuel, so like just in the middle. It's a very short book, four chapters, but we're going to do it very slowly. Sorry, very slowly because there are three characters that we want to learn from. So today I'm going to introduce it and then tomorrow, well not tomorrow, the next episode we'll go into chapter two and so on and so forth and figure out what lessons we can learn from the three really, really interesting characters in this book. I mean there are other characters but we're going to focus on the three. So chapter one opens up and introduces us to Naomi and Naomi is this woman married to a man named Elimelech, and they have two sons. But a drought hits Bethlehem, Judah, where they stay. So they move to Moab. And while she's there, her husband dies, right? Which is really sad. Then her sons marry two Moabite women named Orpah and Ruth. And then they're married for 10 years. And then her sons die. So she's lost everything at this point. So then... She then hears that the Lord has provided his people with food and that the drought in Bethlehem and Judah has ended. So she decides to move back. And while they're traveling, she thinks and she tells her daughters-in-law, listen, guys, you've lost my sons as your husbands, right? Go back to your parents' houses so maybe you can get married again because I'm too old to have children and there's no way you guys are going to wait for me to give birth, even if I did have children, so you can marry those sons, because, like, that's not practical. So it's best for you guys to go home and maybe get married again. I'm too old to get married, but maybe you guys can, right? And they refuse, and they're like, nah, and she insists, so Orpah decides to leave. But Ruth is like, nah, I'm not leaving. And that's where that iconic verse then comes in, where she says, I will go where you go, I will sleep where you sleep, um, your people will be my people, your God will be my God, I will die where you die, and I'll be buried where you'll be buried. And if I ever depart from you, from any reason other than death, may God punish me, right? Very, very, very iconic verse. And so Ruth stays with her mother-in-law, and they move to Judah. And then when they get there, people are really excited. They're like, is this Naomi? Are you back? And she's like, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because the Lord has abandoned me. And he has left me, and he's taken everything from me. I left here with everything, and I came back here with absolutely nothing. So don't call me Naomi, right? And the story ends right there. So what do we learn from this part of the story? We learn several things, right? The first thing that I think is really important is the, story, is the lesson that we learn from Ruth. Right. Ruth could have gone back to her mom's house. She's probably really a beautiful lady. So she could have gotten another husband, gotten married really quickly and had kids because her husband died before she had kids. But she was like, nah, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay with Naomi. Right. Take care of my mother-in-law. And I feel like this is really essential because Ruth, I think, is a representation of the people that stick around when times get tough. I think she is a representation of the people who put themselves aside and realize that at this present moment, nothing here has anything to do with me. I need to focus on the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that 
Naomi is aching, she's hurting, and leaving her alone just doesn't make sense. I mean, her husband is dead, and her kids are dead. Who's going to, who's she going to be with for the rest of her life, right? I think that's a really essential lesson. The next lesson that we learn is that Naomi had a lot of faith, right? And that faith had been shaken by several things. But she still believed in God. Because when she heard that God had provided for her people, she went back. And even when she was calling herself Mara, she was still doing it in the name of the Lord. Because she assumed the Lord was punishing her for something. And I think that's really essential because sometimes we lose sight and don't even talk about God when things get tough. But that's not what Naomi did. She stuck to her God even when she felt like he had abandoned her. And I think we need to remember to do that sometimes because it's really difficult to stay strong when things get tough and you feel like the Lord is not looking at you or looking down on you, you know? And then um, John C. Maxwell says a lot about what we can learn from the story. He talks about how you need to do what you need to do what you know is right and not what looks right to others. And there's this really, really important quote that I see that I saw. It says it says strong convictions precede great actions. And he speaks about Ruth from a leadership perspective. And he says when you know something is right and that conviction is bolstered by the knowledge that our motives are pure, like Ruth, we need to follow through. So Ruth had this conviction that she can't just leave this lady on her own. And she stayed with her. And that's the conviction that she had. And because she knew that this, is what, what, this wasn't coming from a malicious source, she followed through on it. And sometimes we need to do that because not a lot of people would do that. And a lot of people will make you doubt yourself in certain situations and make it really difficult for you to you know, stay strong when you're trying your best to do the right thing. So you need to be like Ruth. And then he goes on, John C. Maxwell, and talks about how when you follow your heart with integrity, this will increase your influence with others. And this is seen with Ruth. People in Bethlehem started to love her. And you see it in chapters 2 to 4, but like, it just starts here where you do the right thing and your life seems to like line up perfectly when you've done it, right? And you need to remember to be humble and keep working. As God blesses you. We're going to come back to these lessons like towards the end of the book. But it's important for you to remain humble. Ruth didn't then like condemn her mother-in-law and say, now you're a widow. What are you going to do? Like, bro, your life is falling apart. She was like, okay, we've been together for this long. Come on, like, what reason do I have to leave? You know, which I think is really honorable and stuff that we need to like try and emulate because... I mean, it's really admirable what she did. Then, the next thing is, don't let the past hold you back. This is from a different page. Ruth was living in her home in Moab, right? She was at home, right? She lost her husband, yes, and she was living with her widowed mother-in-law, but she was still home, right? She had lost her husband without a child, and, like... People probably thought maybe she was barren. You know, people may have been thinking a lot of things about her, right? And on top of all of that, she decides to leave home and go and become a foreigner elsewhere for her mother-in-law. So she's letting go of all her past, like the fact that she was married, the fact that she was a mobile, all of that. And she's just looking forward and she's like, you know what? God has this plan for me and I'm going to see what it is, right? And she leaves. 
And I think that's really important. Like, sometimes we need to really just drop all these labels that we have for ourselves and actually be still and ask ourselves, what does God want us to do? And sometimes it seems really crazy and unnecessary, right? But we need to do it anyway because God always has a plan for us and the future may not look so bright in the moment, but I promise when you start to live according to the way God wants you to live, you start to see things materialize and you're like, oh, plot twist, right? The next thing is to be full of faith, which I guess you learn from a lot of these biblical characters. But here with Ruth, she really, like like I said, she put everything on the side and she started an entirely new life, an entirely new place, not knowing what's, what's there for her. I mean, obviously, like, now we know. I mean, a lot of people who know the story know that, like, her handsome hunk is waiting for her there. But, like, she didn't know that. She was just like, I'm going to go, right, and see what happens, right? Then... The next lesson that we learn is that loss is hard and I'm going to tie it together with bitterness happens. So Naomi went through all of this stuff. Like this is unbelievable stuff happening to one person. Like it seems normal because people die. Yeah. But like it's difficult to handle. You had everything. You had a son. You had your two sons, a husband, like um, daughters-in-law, you know, like life is booming, right? And then just everyone around you is dead, like your family. And you're left with two daughters-in-law who, you know, you have to be selfless about and tell them to move on with their lives. I mean, Naomi could have been like, guys, let's go. And they probably would have had to listen. But she said, you know what, you guys do your thing because you have your lives ahead of you, right? And so she was going through a lot, right? But you shouldn't forget that, first of all, it's not about you. It's about God and what he's trying to do for you and through you, right? And that change is hard. And, and unfortunately, it's really, really common. But when you're dealing with grief, you need to remember that God is going to be on your side, even when you don't know how. Um, and then Naomi goes and she starts to call herself Mara because her life has made, her, the Lord has made her life very bitter, right? She said the Lord has afflicted her. And he has brought misfortune upon her. So she's going through the most, right? She was upset. She was angry. God took everything from her, right? And sometimes it's okay to be bitter, right? Obviously, you don't let it then affect your faith and other people and stuff. But it's okay because it's a normal feeling. Like I feel like that's one of the reasons why it's essential to look at these biblical characters. Because they go through stuff that we go through sometimes. Or not exactly in the same way. But, I mean, some people feel bitter sometimes, right? But you also just need to remember that you're not alone, even while you're feeling better. Like, you need to get out of it eventually. So what I'm saying is, I'm not promoting bitterness. I'm saying that it's normal to feel bitter. But what, what is essential is how you get out of that rant and, like, um, move forward with your life, you know? You need to, like, be proactive about all of this to ensure that you don't lose sight of the God that you're serving and the you know, the purpose that you're trying to fulfill, right? Then the next thing is that God is concerned about all people, regardless of race, nationality, or status, because Ruth is not a Jew, right? But her story is so kind of, spoiler alert, for those who don't know, Ruth becomes the grandmother of the father of King David. Do you know how crazy that is? 
Ruth is in Jesus's family tree because everyone knows that. Well, not everyone, because if you don't know this, the King David is a, is no Jesus is a descendant of David, and David is a descendant of Ruth. But this person is not a Jew. Do you see how? Like, I don't know. It's giving Marvel. <laughs> like, you know, when you read a story and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is where it started." That's this is literally it. Like, Jesus is out there. He's preaching about how everyone is the same and it's equal, and everyone is equal. But he wasn't Jew for Jew, right? His like great grandmother times a hundred was a Moabite, right? I think it's proof that, like. Everything happens for a very specific reason, right? And even though it doesn't seem so in the moment, there's like a bigger, bigger, higher, higher purpose in the future. And this is what we're seeing now, right? Like God cares about everyone. And so like there are some purest theories that talk about how the Jews are the people of the Lord, right? However, here we're seeing it differently because even the Moabites are the people of the Lord because now... The greatest king, the king, the person again, ah, no, man after God's own heart. There we go. (laughs) He is a descendant of someone who's not Jewish, right? I mean, guys, you don't know how essential this is in this time of the Bible because that's when it was like very purist. And even the beginning of the New Testament, it's like that. And so it's very essential to remember this, like God cares about everyone regardless of where you come from, right? The next thing is that there's no such thing as unimportant in God's eyes. Everyone is important. Everyone serves a purpose. Everyone has a contribution to his story, to this story, right? Ruth, again, is from Moab, and God saw as important, and his plan for her life culminated in her become, becoming part of the lineage of Jesus, because she's the grandmother of David, sorry, not the grandmother of his name is something, just something, Jew something. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, it's going to bother me all day. I'm going to tell you in the next episode what David's mountain, David's name, David's father's name was, right? Okay. And that's what we have today to learn about. Well, well this is what we have to learn from Ruth, right? There's so many things that you can learn from Ruth. So, so many things. And we're going to go through them little by little. I don't want to rush into this. And this is going to last longer than the other, like, characters. But I feel like the story is, like, it's got, it plays into so many aspects of our lives. I think it's, it's not something that's supposed to be rushed. And so what I want to tell you today is that try to be like Ruth. Try to be selfless like Ruth. Try to be faithful like Ruth. Try to be loyal like Ruth. Try to be a leader like Ruth, right? If you feel very strongly about something, don't let go of it simply because you're afraid of what people might say or what people might do to you. Just stay true to yourself and your being and everything else will just pattern up really nicely, okay? I also want you to be like Naomi. Accept that times are hard, yeah? Accept it. But also, don't make it about you. Even when times are hard, don't be selfish. Let people go when you feel like you're no longer of any use to them. Sometimes it's hard. It's easier to cut people off because you think, ah, they're not going to help me anymore, right? 
but sometimes it's also essential to realize that there's nothing that you can get from me anymore so i'd rather just you move on with your life <laughs> very selfless thing to do it sounds very bizarre right but like it's a thing that we need to like try our best to adopt i hope you have a very nice day and i hope you find time to read the book of ruth because i think it's a really powerful powerful story i will see you in the next episode bye